Tracy, can you hear me? I can, Gavna. <laughs> I've never done this with video camera in her face. I like it. It's all good. She's into it. <laughs> She's into video. <laughs> okay, cool. She's into home videos. <laughs> Welcome to That's Showbiz Baby. Thank you for joining us this week. This is a part two to our Missionary Position podcast episode. So if you haven't heard the first one, go back to our previous podcast episode and enjoy that funnery. <laughs> this week, we have some special guests with us. First of all, thank you so much for joining us. Tracy, would you like to introduce yourself and just give me a really quick quick tell us about you yeah really quick tell first memory of megan about what i'm scared don't ask that yep. just kidding <laughs> go for it i'm sorry okay uh my name is tracy uh, i am megan's east coast friend uh living in nova scotia and we met uh in 2004 so she's been my main whore since 2004 okay. we met on a teen missions international trip where we went to zambia do you want my first memory of her? Because yes. it's a real banger. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we had all arrived at um, the Lord's Boot Camp in Merritt Island, Florida. We You fly in, they pick us up in buses or whatever at the airport, get to boot camp, and just the swamp, Everglades, hell, we're all in it. And then the next day, <laughs> this bitch rolls in, hung over on a special shuttle from the airport because she's fancy and late like that. And uh, my first thought of her was, who is this unicorn and why wasn't she here on time? I love her. <laughs> I wish I had had another date with her. <laughs> oh, I love that. And that is so true to Megan. <laughs> well, okay. So backstory to that is I did go to ladies night at the corral the night before. <laughs> and so, and then I still had a picture of the male stripper we saw like oh my in my God. wallet. <laughs> But I was so hungover that like two days later, I was still like wearing sunglasses. I was like, please, <laughs> please don't keep the volume down. Don't speak to me. Yeah. I thought Tracy was super cool. I was like, there's no way she's ever going to like a little Eeyore like me. I guess I'll just... <laughs> and then I uh, tiggered into her life and haven't let go since. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, that's 20 years ago. You are celebrating your 20 year anniversary. I thought that this morning while I was prepping for this, I was like, that is a long time to be friends and I love it she we just never let go never let go Jack so I was either 18 or 17 almost 18 I think I was 17 so you were 18 and Jenna was 19 like it was just way too close in age to be a leader for sure yeah but Nicole Ammerman was older than her she was 21 taking direction from this 19 year old it was wild first of all the Lord's boot camp how would I even describe it? So Teen Missions International, back in 2004, I don't know what it's like now, but they had like, how many teens would you say they like sent out? Dozens. Like, like the actual teens, were like our age, were, which were going overseas, those teams. And yeah. then they had young ones that were going to like Prince Edward Island to convert the heathen Catholics. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And they, they had all age groups, but the actual like teen mission groups that were preparing to go save the world, dozens, I'd say, because yeah. they did all all continents. Yeah. So they except they, the penguins. America too. And they had some, they had a team called like sea angels or like motorcycle angels or something like that. And they got to like ride around on motorcycles and jet skis. 
Stop it. <laughs> I didn't know that. First of all, <laughs> our team was kind of like, we were kind of hashtag respected because we were going to like a more, it was seen as like more hardcore kind I'll of. Say H core to the max core. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to go to sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. Uh, in in like, wow, like AIDS country. Really, you guys are really in it to win it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay, well, now I'm nervous. <laughs> so every day at the Lord's Boot Camp, you'd wake up at whatever it was. How, Five or 5.30. Yeah, how long did they give us to, like, be dressed and be out of our tents? Oh, gosh, it was literally, like, five minutes. And I was wrestling to get contacts in for most of that time because we had been playing. They had a lake a gator infested lake because we were in the everglades the swamps of florida and it was so so hot it was like 115 degrees 100 percent humidity like the definition of swamp ass they we had this like canal system and a lake with literal alligators in it and we were like we don't care like let us cool down or take us lord whatever it is we are in this and they had yeah when we were and they had this like thing it was like hot water like the water yeah oh it was like a like a muddy bath (laughs) and and we had the blob you know one of those big inflatable pillow things that you somebody would get on and then somebody would jump off a ladder and launch the person into oblivion yeah. and we were playing on that like oh god our first week there it was within the first few days and not even thinking i have my glasses on and they fly off my face to the bottom of this muddy canal like they were absorbed just sunk in the mud within minutes and oh i god, i didn't know was that. like minus 10 prescription i was blind as a bat and so i had <laughs> i had contacts with me but not like i wasn't planning on wearing them every day in the jungle right. so then they would wake us up at 5 5 or 5 30 in the morning and give us literally five minutes like we would sleep in our clothes to be ready for this oh. and like boots on and if you were out of be- your tent in five minutes ready to go like boot everything you need for the day then they gave you an sb which stands for special blessing something <laughs> i know yeah. so so a special blessing is when so you get an hour of free time a day if you have a special blessing you have to work for that hour okay yeah <laughs> yeah and i was not a good obedient homeschooled christian child what i'm sure right <laughs> and i was raised by like a strong feminist mother who don't need no man saying what's what and uh, I had a lot of issue with the expected, like, I am the leader and I am the head of this household of ragtag children going to Africa, so you shall obey me. And oh I didn't. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, and this was not just like, ah, ha, ha, I was totally the SB queen. Like, I was the SB queen. They called me that. I think by the end of the trip, I had so many of these special blessings to work off that I was like pumping, like filtering water, like eight hours a day, just like <laughs> trying to work off these blessings. And, uh, and it didn't, they didn't break me. That's what they were trying to do. And they did not break me because I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. I have to say I did get more special blessings on my first trip. And then, so my second trip was with Tracy. So I think by that time, I just had sort of like, 
I kind of like knew the name of the game and was able to like not camouflage, but yeah, it was like a bit like a tackle football. I would just dodge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, I was out there scooping them all up. So <laughs> I think you got to just hide behind my badness a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah on my first trip the one to brazil i had an sb every day for six for maybe at least a month probably more and then tracy had so many that like by the time she went home she still had some to work off. <laughs> yeah like i can't i i think there's a ward out because of like unpaid child support <laughs> type of thing like i i owe so many back payments and interest on those now i don't think i can even go to florida oh, i think i would be arrested upon entry arrested upon entry for your sbs <laughs> yes um yeah my debt to the lord so at the lord's boot camp the first thing they do is they get you out of your tent you gotta be ready in five minutes or you have an sb then the first thing they do before breakfast i just want to say is they <laughs> make you run this obstacle course with oh, your team God. yeah the oc yeah the oc <laughs> Do Which do I don't do do? think was, I don't think it was a show yet by that point, or because I feel like we would have referenced it a lot more if that had. But been then we would have gotten in trouble for singing it because you're not allowed to sing secular songs at Teen Missions International. Yeah, if you're singing while you work, they're immediately like, "Is that a Christian song?" And if it's not a Christian song, you get an SB. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been horrible this like they would have sent me home. Oh, they tried. Oh, they tried. <laughs> we were in literally like hours and hours into the bush of sub-Saharan <laughs> Africa. Like they could not have sent us home if they wanted to. I was like, you're stuck with us. I know I'm jumping ahead in the timeline here, but like when we were in Zambia, like in the bush, they had, I mean, no running water, nothing like that. So we had like these stalls where we could bring buckets of water to bathe ourselves and i have such vivid memories of megan and i being in adjacent stalls and her and i singing the elephant love medley or whatever from uh moulin rouge back and forth to each other and i think the only i think the only reason we got away with it is because like if you're eavesdropping on us in the shower first of all yeah like, that makes you look bad yeah times. that's and we are teenage girls like i don't think my father the inventor of the toaster strudel will be very <laughs> pleased to this. oh man i remember also you were like there's a couple of pictures of me in my bra like trying mm -hmm. to sponge bathe myself and i think it's because tracy was so you were like favorably impressed by the size <laughs> of my breast you're like wow oh my god they're big and you like yeah. took a couple of pictures i was I like, was like nobody at home will believe me <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna take it home for a year. Yeah. I still have. I saw when I was in Africa. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, before we dive into too much more of the Lord's Boot Camp, I also want you guys to tell me what is TMI? What okay. made you choose it also? Okay, so Teen Missions International, it's this interdenominational mission organization. It was founded in, I don't know when, but it's like, it's based in Florida. It's run by this guy called Bob Bland, which like, we're off to a bad start. <laughs> I would have had more fun if it would have been Bob Caliente. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <Just free. laughs> 
We should have called him Bob Caliente while we had the chance. <laughs> it's very like down south, very like evangelical. Very, bi- very, very Bible belt. Yeah. Yeah. Very, um, evangelical. Very like uh, whoever, whatever they call those religions that takes the Bible literally. It was a lot uh, of that. people who unironically go to the Noah's Ark museum that's built in. <laughs> a lot of that <laughs> yeah it was a lot of that oh, and we no. me and tracy are like okay it's not like the church of christ was super liberal no. but compared yeah. to teen missions international i was like coming from the belly underbelly of the beast basically yeah. well <laughs> and meanwhile so my my mom's side of the family is mennonite um and where i grew up in cape breton of course, there's no Mennonite churches. So the closest we could get was United Church of Canada. So I was raised United, which is like <laughs> so far removed from all of this. Like I had yeah. a female minister at the time and I didn't tell anybody because I would have been probably like thrown out too just for <laughs> having affiliation with a devil woman like that. <laughs> so how did you guys both then choose TMI? Okay, well, I had been on a TMI trip previous like two two years ago so i had connections with people who like worked for the organization and and so what happened was i had read a bunch of books this is so embarrassing for me this is literally so embarrassing for me. i'm embarrassed but i'm gonna say it i had read a bunch of books on the aids epidemic in africa and i was like somebody's gonna do something <laughs> it's gonna be me that was your <laughs> mission. And I I told my dad that I felt called to go, which like barf oh. all over myself, and my dad laughed at me, <laughs> and I got got so mad that I went on. I was like, "What'd you just say?" And my mom was like, "Go on a walk. You need to go on a walk. You need to go on a walk." And she literally pushed me out of the house before I like threw hands with my father. <laughs> Because he laughed at me when I said I was called to go oh. to Africa and solve the AIDS epidemic. Oh my. So I, like I said, was raised United where mission trips aren't even a thing. Like, this is not like, no. And I was friends. So this was in grade 11. So I became pretty close friends with a girl who uh, had, I think all of her cousins are in Cape Breton. So she has roots in Cape Breton, but she had been living away somewhere else, still in Nova Scotia for sure, but someplace that wasn't a Catholic island in the North Atlantic. Uh, So she had more connections somewhere to like a born again praise and worship church which is so different from everything at home and so she knew about tmi her sister had gone on a trip a few years prior and we were like totally into listening to like the newsboys and like oh no wait is that what they're called yeah and like getting i was like super into the praises and worship that year and i was like she and she talked about tmi and i was like oh my god like we could totally go do something like that and she was like yeah man and so then like i started like because we were both gonna go i started the fundraising and stuff and then she totally flaked and i was like well i guess i'm fucking going then <laughs> and that's how it happened yeah oh, that's wild yeah and so i had no idea what i was getting myself into at all i had never been to a praise and worship church like I was literally a United Church of Canada, like, let's stand up and sing from this hymnal and then we'll sit Mm -hmm. back down and we'll have story time before you go to Sunday school. And like, you know, I was volunteering, teaching Sunday school by that point. And then I was singing in the church choir, which like I brought the median, the median age of the church choir down by like 45 years when I joined (laughs) it. 
Um, it was like me and a bunch of almost dead people, but they were so great. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's it's closer to Anglican or Catholic than it would be to anything in the Bible Belt, you know. So it was um, a huge uh, wake up for me, especially coming from a church where, for the most part, women have equal rights. <laughs> and then you get down to the Bible Belt and they're like, no, you don't. Just kidding. Uh, so, Not today, Satan. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a huge reckon, reckoning, especially being a very outspoken and opinionated girl to then have people be like, no, the Lord says to submit. And I'm like, does he? <laughs> and so then, as you could imagine, I gravitated towards Megan being Megan (laughs) and then also like uh, uh, we had a California girl who was like also kind of like um so she was our friend and then a closeted gay man a closeted gay man and then like a closeted bisexual man I was gonna say like oh a hundred percent are you kidding me are you kidding yeah but then he uh absolutely sir you know disengaged from us before the end of the trip because we were just getting everybody in too much trouble (laughs) we were bringing Um, everybody down it's true (laughs) only the strong could survive with us and it was our core four (laughs) it was the four of us that that made it to the end of the summer but then it forged these lifelong friendships. Like we went, we all went and hung out in Colorado four years later. PMI was the, like, it's not like I went through a brochure and tried to find the best missions group. Like it was the, like a friend was like, yeah, my sister did this. And I was like, cool. I would love to go to Africa and we'll do it for Christ, you know? And, and I was like, oh, and also I can absolutely get help fundraising through church if I do this. Otherwise, like when would I ever go to Africa? You know, there was a lot of uh, naive and, good intentions and also ulterior motives a lot of ulterior motives too i think i definitely did want to get out of town for the summer i want like i missed the closest of the friendships i had on my first trip i think yeah well because it's like it's being thrown into the fire together right so yeah yeah, it forges some pretty hardcore in the fire mount doom (laughs) yeah for real friendship forged yeah so that's why we chose tmi okay so Back to a regular day at TMI. Here's what they did. <laughs> they throw you on this obstacle course. They don't let you have breakfast till after the goddamn thing is over. And what, <laughs> what kind of things were there on the obstacle course? There was like a rope thing where you had to climb up ropes. Where you had to get a, be, get all the team over this like large yeah. thing. And then there was a, like a rope where you had to like swing across the swamp with a rope. Yep. And jump to yep. the line. There's alligators. And, well, there was alligators in there. <laughs> That's why it's there. There was. There was a hundred percent alligators in there. It's like swing over the alligators. I was like, "Have you met me? I am so." There's no fucking way. And I just like would jump in and wait across. Well, that's the thing. It's like a lot of what was on this obstacle course was upper body strength, and I was like, "Hi, I'm real chubby," and uh, I had no upper body strength, and it was just impossible. Like there was um, a large like a frame rope. A cargo net type of thing you have to climb over so that's fine whatever you can yeah. use your legs on that yeah. but then yeah you had to they called it the slough you have to swing a- across the slough on this um this rope. rope uh and then the very end oh there was like tires you had to crawl through and like do yeah, football like runs football. through and it's stuff like military training yeah <laughs> yeah and then because uh, it's the little boot camp um yeah. and then at the very end they had a like a 15 20 foot vertical wall yeah. that you were yeah, supposed to get like... the entire team over <laughs> and, I was um, like, and it was not gonna happen today or no 
at any time. No, literally, I never went over that wall. Big yeah. Justin tried so hard. He's like, we're going to get you there, Tracy. I was like, <laughs> no. No, this is literally dead weight. I'm not even trying anymore because I know <laughs> this is not going to happen. I think they were like, Megan, you can do it. And I was like, I have wrists like a bird. I have the <laughs> wrists snap. I have the wrists of a hummingbird. There's no way. I have no upper body strength. And I have the gazoons of a baboon. You have huge titties. Breasts. Okay. <laughs> There's no way these breasts are going over that wall. No, not not with those noodle arms. <laughs> so would you say there was a time within your first few days of being there that you were like, oh shit, I shouldn't have come? I think I didn't want to ever like say those words out loud, but I definitely got like kind of like, oh, this is kind of a weird vibe. So the first night when we arrived there, Bill and Cindy picked me up at the airport. And I told them this, like, what I thought was a funny story of how my dad had wrote Devil Worshipper on my NDP political sign. I was like, yeah, me and my dad are about the same. He wrote Devil Worshipper and I stuck it in the window. So I got the better of him in the end. And they just looked at me like nobody laughed. I was like, are you kidding me? That story kills at home. That story is a killer at home. Where's my laughs? Anyway, so we get there, we get out of the van and I, I, I kind of like smelled the air and I was like, Oh, it smells like mosquito spray and BO. Like really strong. <laughs> like the permeant odor of the collective BO. Because there's no showers there, right? Yeah. Well, there's showers, but you're not allowed to use them. Yeah. Okay. So then I was like, it smells like mosquito spray and BO. And then Bill like took like a deep inhale. He was like, <sighs> and then he said, it surely is a blessing from the Lord. And I was like, I'm going to have to leave now. <laughs> what does it even mean? I was like, First of all, who talks like that? And second, like, no. <laughs> just no. Just no. This is, these are not the blessings of the... This is not God's dream for humanity. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh, what the God. fuck? I was going to say, for me, uh, yes, absolutely. Because I was just so totally and utterly alone. Because, like, dealing, like, with discomfort through humor... That's like my huge coping mechanism. And all these people were like, just pray it out. And I was like, um, <laughs> and so until Megan showed up, I was like, what the fuck have I done? And yeah. then Megan rolled in, hung over, <laughs> sunglasses. I had this giant straw hat, these sunglasses. And probably like, like <laughs> and honestly, like, I think probably not even wearing a bra. She's like, it's too much discomfort. And, <laughs> that sounds accurate. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay these are my people Megan and her titties um and I am gonna be fine like as soon as Megan rolled in I was like well first of all they gave us a list of our teammates like you know the month yeah, before leaving you, and there's like a little headshot and stuff oh, and then yeah. it says like the person's name and age and where they're from and I was like looking at them and I was like well they look interesting <laughs> yeah and so and I don't know if it's honestly honestly probably it was so you could start praying for your teammates ahead of time and i was just like judging everybody <laughs> then, i was I, like hate I, you I, hate your hair double hate. let me guess <laughs> you've got a great personality <laughs> and this bitch megan had her name spelled m-a-i-g-y-n <laughs> and 
I was just like, what in the ever loving Christ who named a, this girl? And so slut. <laughs> the entire time I like ahead of it, I was just like, there's no way I'm not going to be friends with this person. And then she rolled in and was like, yeah, no, I thought that was funny. So I spelled it that way. And I've been in love with her ever since. And Don't I still spell her name that way. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm going to be so lonely this summer because there's no way that this cool person is going to be friends with me because everyone thought that like everyone like gravitated tracy because she was like like a good time yeah you know she was like funny and everyone's like yeah we need to take the edge off where's the humor at and tracy's like i've got it but then but then other people would like also complain oh my gosh nonstop us but then yeah so i could see that, that was kind of how that happened and so we had different classes at boot camp as well like we had like a steel time boot camp where they taught us how to steal time and then we had like evangelism classes that like taught us i know i don't even yes so they had this one class called the romans road class uh-huh. and they had like dra- drama classes did we go to any drama classes do you remember so our whole mission just to set it up was um <laughs> called orphan camp so we were going to the wilds of zambia to work with aids orphans so apparently Which there's like, orphan camp like, is like kind of insulting now that you <laughs> yeah i know right in those like that part of rural africa a lot of kids that lose both parents to aids just go and live with relatives aunts and uncles yeah. and whatever and so you have these families just overwhelmed with kids and so there were we weren't at orphanages we were at like support units where people that were in those situations could come and get assistance slash the lord and so we were going to established rescue units they they call them aids orphans rescue units in in these different parts of zambia so there were other teams like we had kind of a sister team working in kenya that was building a new unit but we were going to established units to do medical camps and then to do agriculture so gardening setting up drip irrigation systems stuff like that to dig wells and then to the only thing i remember about any of that is the well part i'm like we were there to dig a well that's all i remember (laughs) yeah no so there and they have like a vacation bible camp like evangelism teams and so i originally was supposed to be on the medical team and i was like i ain't cut out for this (laughs) and our, our friend andrew was at that point considering going to med school and he had been thrown on the well digging team and i was just like can we switch because like i not that i have no interest but like that's clearly more his vibe Mm -hmm. so they let us do that which is shocking now in retrospect yeah like they didn't let us do anything but the biggest thing i remember is we knew kind of what we were going into and so like i had had like work pants like i had enough gear to do whatever we needed to do and they made us before we flew out for africa they made us like pare down our belongings yeah and they were like well tracy you're on the medical team so you're not doing any manual labor so get rid of all those heavy work pants and because you have to women have to wear skirts there anyway because culturally you have to wear skirts you can't wear pants we were allowed to wear pants when we were working if we were doing like construction-y things manual labor yeah Yeah. otherwise they were like yeah so they were like yeah you're not going to be doing manual labor so you can just get rid of those so i was like all right so all of these like super expensive like dickies work pants that i had invested in i just left for whomever in florida and uh wait you didn't even get them back 
no. And so I went with all these easy breezy friggin' ankle length skirts and was digging wells in them. It was ridiculous. But looking back now, I was like, <clears throat> we were so far into the woods. Like we wouldn't have offended anybody culturally. That was absolutely just control over the girls of yeah, having us think... dressed like women. Yeah. I don't think they would have cared if we like didn't wear skirts. No, not at all. Especially if we were there to help them. You know what I mean? What are they going to do? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with your <laughs> yeah. leggings. We can see the shape of your bum. <laughs> okay. So other than well work, like what was your main thing that you did? So well work was the main thing for me, but Tyler Crone, one of our leaders called dubbed me the anti-help because I was just like, I was just a hot mess. Like I just wasn't good at anything. I was like, you guys, this is not for me. And so another thing that we did is we would put it, we would put on Jesus films in the evening. I think TMI produced these films. Yeah. Just um, Where did evangelical the propaganda. Yeah, where do they get the actors to make them, this, these films? I have so many questions. And I know, right? We had these films that we would play in the evenings, and I don't know, like, did we invite the villagers? Were we like, you have to come watch this, Jesus? Like, how did that happen? Well, I feel like it was such a novelty for a lot of these people who don't have electricity for the most part, and I think they would have come out and watched anything, you know? We got way off topic, and we did. We were talking about classes at boot camp, and the whole thing we were just getting into was for the vacation Bible camp section, the preaching and conversion yeah. and evangelizing. Romans we did a lot of classes. No, we did, we did puppetry. And oh, so we yeah. had puppet shows. Um, so we had these classes to learn the music and stuff for these uh, oh, productions yeah. yeah and the choreography you oh weren't allowed to call God. it dancing because dancing is a, is a sinful we're, not, um, we're not allowed to dance on tmi no. right so but you could learn the choreography for these song and dance numbers to convert the people and <laughs> tell them how great the jesus is and then we had bricklaying classes yeah the, when for I, the I well team it was awesome at those classes <laughs> yeah Rick and we had some like light first aid classes for the medical team. So it was essentially these breakout classes for training us for whatever section of mission we had. So we had collective classes where we were all learning stuff together and Bible study and stuff like that. And then we had our breakout training classes. Yeah, we would start every day running the OC together and then eat some gruel in the woods and then yeah. break out and do these classes. And then they also put us into this. So there's like a 24 hour prayer vigil at TMI. And so once a day, one member of the team would be like, you have to go to this like isolated area and pray for an hour. I totally forgot about that. Well, I never Oh man. <laughs> and they all there is also this aspect to it with these Bible verses. They have like a set number of Bible verses. You have to learn one each day. Yeah. And then there's like a quiz off at the end. And if you didn't learn your Bible verses, then you would get SB for that. Right. Punished. Yeah. I You're still have them. I still have them. They're like business card sized oh little God. cards with these Bible verses on them. And we had like a little plasticky holder for them and you had to go through and be able to like at the snap of a finger rhyme them off they'd be like you know like romans 11 12 and you'd have to like just spit back this bible verse at them and it was wild 
like I have an incredible memory for I mean I was a drama kid right so <laughs> I had a good memory for memorizing stuff like this and especially visually like uh, I'm a pho like a photographic memory I just nailed those and I think it infuriated the leadership who hated me <laughs> <laughs> and I think I I either won or got very close to winning that whole bible verse off <laughs> um and and it was such a moment of triumph because like fuck you you know <laughs> and the other thing he did was they had these rallies in the evening so like they had this thing called the big tent and everyone like everyone that and you would sit with your team in your like your team section and all the teams would go in and there would be like a speaker and then there's like there'd be like altar calls every night for two weeks straight like what Jeez. the fuck and you're supposed to come with let up with like a team song every night and so then we <laughs> so one night we thought it'd be funny to do so instead of i like big butts we changed it to i love boot camp <laughs> and i cannot lie and we got in so much trouble that we got. Like, oh, and that like I, I do not have any I don't have any memory of this, but just hearing the story, hundred percent that was me and you, Megan. Like there's no way it wasn't. <laughs> oh, it was you. I think you got in the most trouble for it. I was just like, Yeah, this seems fun. But I guess like they were like the reason we got in trouble was like, well, it reminded people about big butts and you cost <laughs> I'm just like, uh, have you seen me walking around? They don't need a song for that. <laughs> They had like this speaker come in who was part of this organization to like to quote unquote help LGBTQ youth. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I was gay and I went on a teen missions oh, trip. No. And then he's like, but I just want you to know that there's salvation for you, the gay kids, as long as you don't practice. And it'd be like, all gay kids come to the front so you can receive forgiveness for your sins. Oh my God. And so this same guy put out like a statement years later that he was like an atheist now and he like completely renounces everything <laughs> that he did with this organization and it was wrong of him, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's nice that he did that. Yeah, but I'm like, Jeez. how much damage did you do? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah. So then after a while, we were allowed to leave. Like after two weeks, you're we allowed to leave boot camp. But there was like an interim of time between when our plane left. So our plane was, so we were in Florida. Our plane was leaving from Newark, New Jersey, I think. Yes, it was. Yes. And we had to take a bus up the eastern seaboard to <laughs> fly out of Newark. Because yeah. why? <laughs> why? <laughs> uh. And we stayed at this place. I forget what it was. And one night they, one night the team decided, some of the people on the team decided to like kidnap Tracy. I don't know. They like tied her up in duct tape and stuff. I don't what? remember why. It, it was in Pennsylvania, I think. Uh, it was in a cornfield for sure. And <laughs> I, that was like, that, that, I, things off pretty well yeah um, but that was awful like that was pretty yeah. traumatizing yeah. i've blocked like you speaking about it and i'm like oh yeah that did happen like i don't dwell on it and think about it but yeah that was like i didn't even know what was happening up. i was just like what are, what's everyone doing that is super fucked up so bizarre and that was big justin was the driving Here. force behind that but you know what N literally I don't think anybody got in trouble for doing that. I think that's what was the most traumatizing thing about that for me. No, like there was no backlash for any of those people. I think the leader, yeah. the, like the leadership, was just like, "Oh, haha, ha, lol," because I was such a bad kid. Yeah, that I think it might have been like you know maybe this will 
put some of the fear of God into her or something, or like, oh, she deserved that. I don't know. It was fucked up. So wait, before we get to funny stories and whatnot, I also want to know, <laughs> how did you guys encounter misogyny on your mission trip? Oh my oh. God. Do you want me to answer chronologically or alphabetically? <laughs> yeah. How didn't we? How <laughs> didn't we? Okay, so first of all, they have these things called GG classes, which, what did GG stand for? Do you remember? That? This is a throwback. Hold on. Grubby to Grace. And then, uh, or... Grubby to Grace? Yeah, or, well, I'm looking on teenmissions.org gg is grubby to grace and god's gentleman classes what the fuck we had these classes once a day and they would be like for us it was always about the proverbs 31 woman that by the end of that i was just like if i hear one more fucking word about the p31 i'm gonna throw hands like don't you ever but like they also failed to mention that the P31 woman had like so many servants. But in the classes we were like, like you're expected to be like this woman. This woman in Proverbs 31 who knows how to sew and shit. And I was like sew <laughs> and keep her mouth shut. Yeah. So we had those classes, which was very like so they separated the boys and girls classes. I don't know what they talked about the boys' classes, probably something interesting. In the girls' <laughs> class, it was like you need to act like a lady. Hmm. Yeah, it was literally about how to be quiet and how to serve your husband and how to be obedient and how to honor God by doing all these things. And that if you didn't do all these things, like what a dishonor to God. And like, it was really messed up. And yeah. ev- all all the other girls on our team were like, yeah. ended up. They're like, it up. Yas. yas queen. And I was like, <laughs> this is exactly what I learned in my homeschool classes as well. <laughs> And they also had, so for example, the guy leaders were always in charge of like the work sites, the construction, everything else. The women leaders aren't allowed to do anything except be in charge of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now I kind of want to go on one of these. <laughs> I will tear it apart from the inside out. Yeah. Well, we'll have to start a new branch though to be Adult Missions International. Right. <laughs> because I think we've aged out of it. <laughs> What other things were there? Girls were really harped on for like what we were allowed to wear and what we were not allowed to wear. Right. Like we're only allowed to wear one pieces. If you raise your hands above your head in your midriff shows, you failed the hallelujah test. Right. And I got reprimanded for my for my clothing being too tight by a man who looked like his jeans had been literally painted on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I was like, don't talk to me about tight pants, Bill. We all see your, <laughs> you all see your ass. You're dressing like you want it. <laughs> I think the whole thing was, everything was about policing the girls while the boys could just do no wrong and do whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. That was a big thing. So it was like, the entire thing was misogynist. Like, and the leader, Bill, and his wife, Cindy, they were the ideal married couple like they were the be all and end all this is exactly what you want to aspire to yeah uh while honoring god in your relationship in your marriage it was fucked he was so awful to her 
Yeah. Do you remember any, any incidences of like interactions between them where you're like, oh, that's not okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many that I can't even think of one, you know, like it was just constant. I think probably like if ever she, because she was a, a leader as well. I think they were supposed to be like equal leaders on this trip. Yeah. But because he's the head of the household and the head of the marriage, I think if she ever tried to get too big for her britches, like, in yeah. running the team that he would kind of reprimand her back and like well i'll handle this type of yeah don't you dare wolf. and you, i think she like really internalized and like took that took it out on us because she was like oh yeah she, she was not nice to us like well, she and I, yeah i think cantankerous and i was like okay like what did i well and i think it was like yes because we were doing kind of like not what they wanted us to do but also we were doing a lot of things that she is not allowed to do in her relationship yeah and i think that probably triggered her quite a bit yeah. hashtag triggered by Teresa and megan the cindy griffin story <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to remember if there was any moments where i was like you know cindy's not so bad but i don't i actually don't think i ever had a moment like that with mm. her or with bill i think i don't know if it was at the time but definitely reflecting since, like, I just felt bad for her because yeah. you get you're, you get so deep into these mindsets that you're just kicked into survival mode, right? Like, yeah. she has to do things this way, so, like, that's how it is, so I'm going to do it and I'm going to, like, lean into it. I don't know, like, she was protecting herself as well by being the best wife she could be and not upsetting Bill because then that would come back on her, right? Like, uh, I don't know. The other the only... thing that we found was, like, this is just a for example, I think it was, like, girls were seen as more sexual than guys in a way because it was, like, oh. so, for example, we would put on these, like, little skits for the kids where we had to be clowns. Right. What did you like, dance? Oh, we didn't dance. We did choreography. <laughs> anyway, we choreographed so, hard. There's a rule that men, that women are not allowed, girls were not allowed to put clown makeup on the boys because that would be touching their face, which would lead to feelings of wanting right. to fuck them, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Okay. And there is another rule that you're not allowed to hug guys for longer than three seconds. So right. Tracy and Andrew, Andrew who's wildly gay. Yes. They used to like, they would hug and then they would yell, one, two, three. And then they would like sleep apart. <laughs> Man, I have the best like high school sweetheart pictures with him where we were like canoodling at the well. I think you probably took the pictures, Megan. It's some of like, it's one of my most beloved photo memories of this entire trip because it was <laughs> like just in their face like eh, fuck you like yeah. i love this i love this man and i'm gonna canoodle with him because i do love him so much so i'm very so glad i have that that memory of that but also yeah, fuck you sure. guys yeah for sure and so there was like those kinds of things where like girls and boys like basically weren't allowed to interact at all and another thing that happened where we were like oh that's weird so one night we got split up somehow and there was a group of like four or five of us with Jenna, Jenna Bjorn, who we call Jenna Bjorn star. Uh -huh. Ooh, we got in so much trouble for that. <laughs> 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 um, so we were at one site and the rest of the team was at the other site. And I will tell you how this happened. Bill and we, were... Were gone. we were having a great time, a great time. And then we found Jenna's leader handbook and we decided to read it. 
And we were like literally sobbing at the shit that was in this leader's handbook. And one of the things that was in this leader's handbook was nudity is rebellion, all caps, underlined bull. So basically saying like the girls and boys can't ever shower naked because then the other gender will know that they're showering naked and then they'll think about them naked. How dare. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember this, Tracy? I think I've blocked out a lot of this. <laughs> because you saying this, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, but I never would have been able to recall that memory by myself. Yeah, it so... was like double underlined. So then after, we thought it was so funny. We were like screaming, holding each other, crying. And so <laughs> the next time how, quote unquote, showers worked in Zambia was everyone had a little bucket and there was little stalls. But like the bathrooms were together so we could like hear each other. Uh, so yeah. We- so me and Tracy would go into a stall and then we'd yell, I'm naked, think about it! <laughs> I, I always, Megan, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what else was in the leader's handbook, but I'm pretty sure there was some pretty reprehensible shit in there as well. Yeah. I the, the whole thing was that girls were always in the wrong. No matter what happened, it was always on the girls to remove temptation or not have temptation there in the first place the boys would never do any wrong like that's just how boys are wired but the girls have to make sure that they police their bodies and police their actions so as not to trigger the boys and it was just so messed up everything was from that point of view and that mindset so the entire trip and the entire organization is structured that way so yeah, it was exhausting. I'm just tired thinking about it. <laughs> oh my <God>. like... <laughs> what were some of your like funniest moments that will forever stay in your head? Do you remember? I don't remember why this was funny. Like, I don't even remember. But do you remember Harold? The slug. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how this happened. We were, okay. So we had a layover in Ethiopia for three days. Oh my God. And it wasn't supposed to be. We were supposed to be in and out. Yeah. No, it was, there was was like a mechanical issue or something. And like our flight just got canceled. And so, and I've been describing it this way for years, but they put us up in like a sleazy backwater hotel that was bad, like by Ethiopian standards. <laughs> and it was like, so, and we were right in Addis Ababa. Like it was, yeah. it was a bad scene in a yeah, bad neighborhood. It was like, there was like a toenail on someone's bread that they were eating. No. <laughs> and then they were like, they were like, they told us drink the water. It's fine. You can drink the water. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Everyone who drank the water got like so ill. Yeah. Yeah. This also happened one morning. Tracy was going to like leaving her hotel room, going down. And like, what, how did this happen again? Like, yeah, no. So I, we were all heading down to breakfast and I had been getting ready in my room or I was just getting some stuff together. And big Justin and Andrew, who had a black belt in like, karate or taekwondo or something had just left like they were there waiting for me and i was like guys i'm I'm almost done like i'll just i'll follow you down and i was 
trying to get the door locked because it was this hotel was so crap like they had <laughs> like physical metal like skeleton key looking keys for the door yeah and i was trying to get my door locked and yeah uh, a man came up and was just trying to have sex like he wanted to have sex with me and i'm this 17 year old girl like horrified and he was like no no it's okay it's okay like, no the fuck it's not okay and he started to he's like i and i'm still trying to get this door locked because you know you're in these fight or flight or freeze situations and uh the wrong stuff gets prioritized it's like i gotta get this door locked and he i did thankfully and then he was trying to drag me down the hall to his room and I managed to twist out of his grasp and I booked her downstairs. And then from then on, it was, oh, nobody can be alone. I was like, yeah, think? Like, why didn't you think it was sooner? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, especially yeah. like as, as a 17 year old uh, who grew up, like is growing up in a very safe, well, I'm, I grew Cape Breton Island, man. Like, it's safe. Yeah. It's so, so safe where I grew up. You don't even think, right? Like, oh, yeah. we're in a completely different culture like just different mindsets different thoughts and in a massive city it man that was easy picking like we were so fucking dumb <laughs> so then it was like girls aren't allowed to go anywhere by themselves they also have to have a man with them but then there was how many how many guys was there on the team like four or five? Oh gosh and then uh, yeah there was there was big justin and little justin there was andrew Austin, there Austin, was, as we called them yeah there was john and then there was, was that it? Maybe that was it. Was it just, oh, and Andrew. Was, so five, oh, and five. Andrew, yeah. 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 And then the rest, of the, I think there, how many people was there on the team? Like 32? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So we just like didn't go anywhere. We just were like, okay. And then me and Tracy got into trouble for, so there was this one girl named Kristen and we were like making fun of her and farting on her bed and stuff. And then we got... <laughs> And then we got separated for three days. And that was the first time we got separated. Oh my God. So they would just. But it wouldn't be the last. <laughs> it wouldn't be the last. Um, so they would sit us down and they'd be like, you guys are causing too much trouble. Like, this is crazy. Normally we'd send you home, but we can't do that because we're miles into the African bush. So what we're going to do is you guys just aren't allowed to talk to each other, look at each other, or, like think about each other for like three days. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like uh, good luck stopping me. <laughs> Then I would like go hang out with like someone who I who I liked, but not as much as Tracy. So I like go hang out with Ashley. Ashley was fun before she became super conservative after we left the trip. Yeah, yeah. There is this which happened to a lot of them that that really like just got under my skin. One time she like made a comment, and I was like, "Oh, you're so funny!" And then Ashley was funny enough for me to hit on the back of the head with a shovel. So there was a slug named that Tracy named Harold in her shower. And then we had like, we had a field day with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So like, in this awful, awful hotel in Ethiopia, um, there was this massive slug in my shower. And I think we flushed him or we washed him <laughs> in the drain. And then the motherfucker came back. Like it, <laughs> it happened more than once. And, uh, and so it was just, we would just be like, I'm Harold. Like it was, we had a whole voice for him. We had a and voice for him. We had like it a picture just, of him. We had like a whole like he had a back story. Like it was just really, really juvenile, like high school bullshit. <laughs> and I think I think we really leaned into it because it, really it was it. <laughs> well and it, it it helped distract us from the horrifying reality of where we were and that we were stuck in Ethiopia unplanned in a very unsafe hotel. Yeah. And we were just waiting to get out. 
Yeah. And like, so it was horrifying. Like we had an awful, awful experience in Ethiopia on the way down. And then our debrief, like after our summer in Zambia, our debrief was supposed to be for a week in Ethiopia. Yeah. And so we were all just terrified to go back. And then on the way back, we were like, because it was planned, we were set up in a, what, seminary. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um. Beautiful, it was like locked beautiful. and controlled and walled walled compound beautiful gardens there was a cafe in the middle of it with like the best espresso you'll have in your life because you're in ethiopia oh, yeah and they had the best donuts oh my god the donuts were so good and it was glorious we didn't want to leave i'm so glad we had that second experience or else i would still be really have a really negative feeling but about like, ethiopia but it's great do you, okay so I just remember from our trip back that everything was de- like they deep fried anything that would stand still long enough. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. And then they were like Ethiopian food. And then when I I got diarrhea, obviously, but <laughs> when I got home and someone because I had never like eaten Ethiopian, they'd be like, "Do you want to grow up for Ethiopian food?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I love deep fried stuff." And they're like, "That's not <laughs> like, what." Who was who was in charge of the meals at this camp? I need answers. Were they just like this is what the Americans will like? Like what's problem? I mean, were they wrong? <laughs> they were not. Um, as I was getting to know and getting to love Megan in uh, Florida, because we were on Merritt Island, which is really close to Cape Canaveral, mm-hmm. and so they had this like massive tank, like a. Uh, almost like a you know a brewing tank or whatever and they would make this huge milkshake in it and they sent somebody in in an astronaut suit like i think it was an actual astronaut from nasa or like retired and they had this dude in a suit and sent him into the milkshake to stir it with his body i don't know it was so weird but we were on we were getting the grossest food at this boot camp we were all like yes like something that'll actually be good this man stirred milkshake <laughs> no, so brung all the boys to the milkshake <laughs> and so we were all in line for this milkshake and uh Megan, who is like horrifically lactose intolerant, and the leaders knew it, were like, no, Megan. And she was like, LOL, okay. And still <laughs> slinked into line and got it and was like just farting up the tents and shitting oh, her yeah. brains out later. And uh and just I have such vivid memories of her any chance she could get sneaking dairy, whether it be like the mac and cheese or milkshakes or ice cream for dessert and getting so sick every time. Just feel like it's worth it. It's um, worth it. And, 20 years later, she's still doing I was gonna the say, same thing. Yeah, I was going to say, to be very honest, it has not changed in 20 yeah. years. Nearer to the end of the summer, um, I was the, the SB queen, the special blessing queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I had so many to work off. Um, and so me and little Justin, who was the SB king of the summer. Oh, I have a um, story about Weston. Okay, remind me after. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Uh, they told us to go and just start digging this hole. Like they gave us dimensions and they were like, yeah, just dig a hole that is this big. <laughs> and I was like, okay. and you know, square off the edges, like very specific details about this hole. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, is this a character hole? Like, are we digging this to build character? Because I'm not about this life. Like, let me pump water at least. Like, let's <laughs> doing something. Like, I don't want to build a character hole. And uh, they were like, no, just do it. You don't need to know the answers to everything of why you need to do it. Like, essentially just, you know, yeah. uh, pray and obey, you know? Like, so we did it. 
and thought it was just so we man he and i just talked so much shit because it was hours of digging it turned out to be for doing a um a roast pig where they you know have yeah. charcoal in the ground and put the pig in and cover it with banana leaves and all of that yeah and whoever was in charge of, and we uh slaughtered the pig like they brought a live pig into camp and then we we teenagers we slaughtered it. the pig we very lord it. of the flies lord of the flies yeah and now like i've been vegan for 15 years and i <laughs> don't think that that's any small coincidence you know and so i was already like oh like the sacrifice of this animal and then whoever was in charge of the roast did it wrong and the charcoal went out and the pig spoiled because it was supposed to cook for a couple days. Yeah. And uh, and it was a total waste. We couldn't do it anyway. It was just so fucked up. And I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have told me to dig a character hole because I had so many of these special blessings to work <laughs> off that they were just like, we got to get her to do something. So another thing that Tracy, well, I do this with all my friends actually, but like you kind of like mispronounce words for the yes. walls. Yeah. Like, so... For example, and I still do this to this day. Oh, I know this story. <laughs> we would pronounce take my check. Yes. And Always. So one night, <laughs> me and Tracy are like, okay, so first of all, you have to know, little Justin was so sweet and so nice. He was like, he reminded me of Kevin. He was like very little brother. Yeah. He was like, and he was, he was younger than everybody. He, he was, was one like, of the youngest people on the he team. He was like 13 or 14, just like the cutest. And so anyways, me and Tracy are waiting around for cake after dinner. And he just casually strolls out to us and was like, hey, you guys waiting for some cack? And then he realized what he had said. He became instantly so shocked and repulsed at what he had and, done. And he red, like, beat red. He like went beat red, clapped his hands over his mouth. He was like, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys. You guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> And I was like, but the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> How long we gotta wait? We don't yeah, know. not till not till marriage. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I say I say this as my bastard child is running around downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, in retrospect, do you regret going? And also, with that. Did the trip actually benefit the people it was intended to? Oh, 100% no. First of all, (laughs) the well that we were building fell in. (laughs) You had one job! (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, like we would go to these orphan rescue units and we would use up their resources. It's true. Like however many, 30 of us, there's like one water well and all the villagers are like going to get their water and we had already drunk it. And so this happened when I was on Kitchen Patrol one day. So one of the things that you had to do on Kitchen Patrol in these orphan rescue units was you had to pump the water through a filter because otherwise we would get sick. Right. Because we're like not used to it. Or I don't know. Anyways, we had, to, we had to pump it. So I'm doing this. And we had just taken the last of the water from the well. And a little orphan child comes up to me and she says, water, please. Water, please. And Ashley says, I don't know. We better ask Cindy. And that, I said, okay. So... Like, I don't know. I'm a child at this. Like, I'm a minor, you know? I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I asked Cindy, can we give this child some water? And she says, no, because that's, you know, teaching them to fish for a day. What? (gasps) Yeah, she was like. I didn't know that. It was like, it won't, like, it won't be a good thing in the long run for them. So we're not going to give them any water. Is it their well? I realized that afterwards. (laughs) 
I was like, so let me get this straight. So I I tell this child, I'm sorry, we can't give you any water. She goes, oh, okay. She kind of walks away. And then later I realized we went to this village full, like full of orphans. We used up all of their water. And then we told them that they couldn't have any of their own water because that, yeah. that would be like enabling them. But don't worry, we gave them the Lord. <laughs> yeah so i have like lived with that on my conscience ever since Mm -hmm. like i that is so haunting to me that i did that i'm just like oh but i also like was i feel like not to make excuses but as an explanation i was just doing like what i was told to do Mm. i I didn't know to like that's a hill you should die on yeah i didn't know that i should have fought back more but also, we had just spent, because that was near the end of the summer, we had yeah. also just spent the previous, like, eight weeks trying to have that will be none of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you have, you're watching me pumping water off to the side because I'm working off these goddamn extra blessings. Yeah. And uh, you're also trying to avoid that. So, you I know. I was, like, I... Like, I was a shit disturber, make no mistake. But I also, like, I also really value the group. And I really value community. So in a weird way, I did value, like, harmony and everyone getting along. So I was like, you know, I was trying to, like, yeah. I was trying to, like, make, like, I'm cool. We're all cool. Everyone's cool. But everyone was not cool. (laughs) No. Well, and, like, I have a really vivid memory of, uh, because I was a shit disturber. And, like, I would be more likely to push back against something because, I value the opinions of people I respect and of my friends. But if you aren't either of those things, kind of like, yeah. who, what do I care what your opinion is? Which is a, a place that Meg and I differ quite a bit. I remember just stirring some shit up about something. And in a fit of rage, the head leader, Bill, was just yelled at me in front of everybody and was just like, you know what you are? You are a catalyst. And then it's always, always starting to so like what? Tra- no he said which the one of us was the acid and the other was the catalyst do you remember who i i remember being called the catalyst so and then oh, so the, I was one the, thing, the one thing that saved that entire summer for me um and made me not want to be like i'm burning this organization to the ground was the one canadian leader that we had was the sweetest sweetest man named tyler crone who to this day remains a dear friend of both of us and we are fully obsessed and in love with his wife as well who he married after the fact yeah Um, and we visit them any chance we get um and uh so bill in front of everybody had just chastised me and, and called me a catalyst and uh right after that tyler pulled me aside and went do you know who else was the catalyst Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, God bless you. Like the fact that, yeah, sometimes you need shit disturbers, but also who is this guy to pass that judgment on you, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that saved it for me. I was like, okay, not all of these Christian quote unquote leaders are assholes. Just this fucking guy that we're dealing with and the rest, like there, there are good people yeah you're also caught up in this and so that's the biggest takeaway for me like of the do you regret going like no i don't because i my life is so much richer for having megan in it 
yeah. um, and for having Tyler Crone and now by extension, his wife, Rachel, and just having oh, those three people. <laughs> yeah, no, just having having those three people alone made the entire hell of that summer worth it. Yeah. But also, I mean, I got to see things I would never have seen otherwise and experience yeah. things that I have experienced since. And like, if it's like disgustingly so to look back on it now, like, yeah, it was a lot of volunteerism for well, yeah. like all of us being there. Like, yeah, we wanted to go. It was a lot of white saviorism. It was a lot yeah. of misogyny. It was yeah. white centering. It was a lot of yeah. everything. But Which like us at the time, we don't know any better. Also 20 years ago, none of this was even a thing that was being discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and nobody was aware or cognizant of it. But like uh, the big, the big thing that's disgusting now is that 20 years later, TMI is still exactly the same and they're still yeah. selling these packages now there's like of... there's a, like a lot less teams that go out really like yeah their numbers have way 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 declined and I was like well I mean but another thing that happened was like so Bill and Cindy worked for TMI and so did my former leader Mike who I'm still friends with to this yeah. day despite our differing political views <laughs> anyways <laughs> um <laughs> Bill came up to me during the trip and was like, do you know what Mike said to me? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, Mike said, you are going to learn to love Megan. And I was like, okay, A, why are you telling me this? Yeah. And B, are you saying that, like, you have learned to love me? <laughs> like, I'm an acquired tape. Like, what are you? Are what you, are you saying? Are you trying to put me down? Or are you trying to be like, it's it's okay because I love you. I just had to learn how to do it. It was super hard, but I got <laughs> there in the Like, that's so fucked up to say to a kid. Like, yeah. it's very emotionally manipulative. I was like, oh, okay. yeah. Like, no, no, thank you. So another thing that happened with leaders, this is like a very funny story to me. <laughs> okay, so we were, we had stopped somewhere when we were traveling to New Jersey. And... I really wanted, it was, okay, so it was, like, so hot in Florida, so hot, and then as soon as we left, it was, like, oh, it's, like, getting cold at night, actually, it was, it was freezing by comparison in New Jersey, um, and so we stopped at this place, and I was, like, I really need her so fast, so we, so we, ran it was Target, it was Target, it was Target, <laughs> and Tyler was, like, you have to be back at the, at the bus by this certain time, and Tracy's, like, like 10 minutes, time, like, wait, like, time. she was, like, just grab, yeah, we had, like, 10 minutes. yeah, so I grabbed a pair of sweat pants, and I ran back to the bus, I didn't even look at them. I didn't look at them. I was like, gray sweatpants, great. We love it. Um, and I showed up and Tyler's like- got that big dick energy. Get those gray sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. And Tyler was like, you're like, you get an SP. I was like, I was on my period. I had a period <laughs> problem. I had blood. And then he was like, oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And then he didn't give me an SB. And then later, I didn't like- Speaking of manipulation. I still haven't really looked at the sweatpants. I put them on. Yeah. And then Jeremiah- <laughs> Oh, there's another man that was on the trip. Jeremiah, we forgot about Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, we forgot Jeremiah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeremiah takes a look at me. It was like, hey, baby girl. And I was like, what are you, what are you I was like, what are you, why did you just call me baby girl? And then I look around on my arms, <laughs> like glittering bold capital letters on the ass, baby girl. Baby girl. <laughs> to this day, I still call Megan baby girl. <laughs> oh, baby girl, baby girl, baby girl, baby girl. <laughs> and she got in so much trouble for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Were you trying to be a slut? <laughs> Are you trying to draw male gaze to your ass? I'm like. The only males that are going to be checking out this glitter rhinestone situation are the male gays. I'll tell you that. Like it said, I like butt stuff. It just said baby girl. (laughs) But I mean, also. (laughs) Yeah. So no, don't regret going. And no, uh, nothing that we did would not send. Like would not absolutely not know. But I am um, super super grateful from the relationships from that trip. I think. Yeah, I think the only thing that may have been slightly beneficial were the um, uh, the drip irrigation systems we gave out for the gardening because uh, we set up we had an agriculture team that set up these drip irrigation watering systems for oh, gardens yeah. and like those oh, we did something. <laughs> yeah, I think but like they, I think they had us making bricks. Or it was a team prior to ours that made bricks that we were supposed to brick the well with. And we dug a well and the bricks failed and the entire thing collapsed in. And so we did all this work and then we know a team of TMI volunteers, adults, would have to go back in and fix that later. Yeah, there was like this big lecture like, because we were like really, we were like, we did it. We finished this well. And then Bill was like, this is jesus calling us to account for how proud we were pride goes before a fall and i like i a hundred percent bought in i was like yes jesus has humbled us (laughs) (laughs) the name of the lord like i was in it to win it at that point oh man they did so much they did so much stuff like that like we were traveling around a team of like between 35 and 40 people counting the leaders and all of our gear to like wild wilderness camp deep in the african bush uh in a five-ton truck and everybody was just sandwiched in the back like we were riding on top of gear in the back of this truck that was not a good time for me (laughs) and we kept well we kept getting flat tires and we like kept having engine problems and they were like this is spiritual warfare this is satan out to stop us from doing our our duty to the lord and spreading god's word and i was like this is because we have 40 people and a summer's worth of gear riding in a fucking five ton like it was so messed up and that's when i was just like they don't know are... how to be good truckers like we do tracy we no that's God. i think that's that was a big moment for me of being like these people are whack like i was whack? like no not regular type. <laughs> i was like i don't think my father the pivotal driver of the 21st century would be too pleased to hear about this yeah ruby was just beating down my door my child that i had out of wedlock do you want you want to say hi to auntie megan oh your purse do you want to know what's in her purse do you want to know her form of currency yeah hit me it's full of rubber ducks <laughs> it's an entire <laughs> purse of rubber ducks hi ruby hi it's great to see you <laughs> I, I like your purse hi. What are you doing? What are we doing? We, we are trying to have a conversation. Oh. Yeah, and then you burst the door down. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Say bye, Megan. Bye. Great job, everyone. We definitely, Thanks. definitely went on tangents. Thanks for coming on my social experiment podcast, Tracy. I love it, and I love you. Thank I you for having you. me. You've never, this will be the first podcast episode that you'll listen to. I love you and I love our 20 years of friendship and I'm so glad you're in my life. I was just a vehicle. I was just a vehicle for satanic influences at that point. Honestly, baby, open up that hatchback. I'm coming in for a ride. (laughs) Sane checked in to see if I was down to clown. I was like, here we go. Hard same. I'll talk to you later. I love you, darling. Bye. Bye.
Thank you.